Hello, uh, welcome to the Oral Health Podcast. So we're back again uh, talking about the daily routine and um, we're going to focus on the younger age range. So children, um, babies, tots, um, mainly children of school age we're going to discuss. We're going to hear from some um, lovely volunteers who are going to talk us through what they think about brushing their teeth. We've got Toby and Jake uh, who you'll hear from in just a little bit. Um, But I've got Karen here just as I do every single week. How are you, Karen? I'm good, thank you, Sophie. Good, Looking good. forward to uh, working with uh, children and animals, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, All in the same. they are lovely, lovely people, and um, we'll hear from them in a moment. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is, um, so Toby and Jake, what do you think about brushing your teeth? When do you like to brush your teeth? Um, how often do you brush your teeth? Twice a day. Because you do one at night, um, in the morning you you do it um, before you have breakfast and then in the afternoon after you have dinner. So you don't always have to have decay. When you brush your teeth, how long do you do it for? Uh, two minutes. Two to minutes. get your teeth clean. We clean our, we clean our gums as well. Um, we use Colgate. How much do you use? When you put it on the brush, how much do you use? And it's like not half of it because you wouldn't put it everywhere. Yeah. Um, a little bit. A little bit. How how much would you say is a little bit? Mm, just like a gram. Uh, about this bit. At least pea size. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, boys. And so, Karen, talk us through then the dentally perfect um, routine for a child in terms of brushing. Okay, so first of all, we're looking at brushing for two minutes last thing at night and at least one other time during the day we're using a good fluoride toothpaste optimum level of fluoride in the toothpaste that's equivalent to the age so um most people the other time during the day will be first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. so you get up you do your normal um personal hygiene routine and you brush your teeth you'll then go downstairs for your breakfast um, so after your breakfast, you're not going to brush your teeth because we know we don't brush immediately after um, eating. So if you do want to clean your mouth, if you think you've got some cereal stuck there or a bit of toast or whatever, you can go and rinse. That's um, you know the first thing in the morning uh, routine. So the fluoride toothpaste that we're looking at is up to the age of three we want toothpaste that contains a thousand parts per million and we're just going to put a smear of toothpaste on that toothbrush you know a child should be supervised to brushing their teeth till they're seven anyway Mm -hmm. so give the child a go you have a go yourself and you make sure it's done then they spit out the excess but don't rinse with water leave it on as we said a couple of weeks ago um leave it on let it do its job um, and then by the time they've dressed and, and done the other things, by the time they come downstairs, the, the fluoride will have been on the teeth for long enough. Yeah. So over three years old, we want um, 1350 to 1500 parts per million. Now, I know I say parts per million and numbers and, you know, they're very easy to find on a, a toothpaste packaging or on the tube. It will say a number PPM fluoride. Yeah. So you're looking for the PPM. So essentially, after the age of three, they can use the same toothpaste as you. Often, an adult toothpaste is a little bit strong for them. It's some of them can be even too minty Very for minty, me. Yeah. So 
choose a, a child's flavouring, so it'll be a mild mint or something like that that um, they like the taste of. Again, supervising till seven, I would still supervise after that, to be honest. Um, I would like to supervise my children, but they're <laughs> 20 and 24 and they do frown upon it. So um, the, you, you're making sure that they've got to every area, basically, and they are actually cleaning their teeth and not pretending. Yeah. So again, spit, don't rinse, go down, have your breakfast, cleanse if necessary with um, uh, fluoride mouth rinse, which generally uh, they're either age six plus or 12 plus so we've got uh, toby and jake who are in between those two ages mm -hmm. so they could use a six plus but not the 12 plus because yeah. they're not old enough yet yeah. um so for that age group we're looking for a pea-sized smear which is a little bit bigger than we're going to give the the up to threes but it's certainly not the whole length of the toothbrush it's just sort of a pea-sized and you're smearing it um it's not a pea-sized blob it's not a blob no it's a smear mm -hmm. and i can show that we we've probably got a video of oh we've got loads button. online yeah. yeah i'll link so some below you'll be able to see uh what we're talking about for for amount on yeah. there um you know at some stage children need to start cleaning interdentally I wouldn't look at it at Toby and Jake's age. They're a little bit too young. Mm -hmm. If they want to give it a go with some interdental brushes, I would definitely supervise with that. But mm -hmm. and if you get much younger, mm -hmm. it is a choking hazard. They are quite oh, small. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that with a lot of children, when they're in a transition, they'll have some baby teeth, some adult teeth. They tend to have quite good gaps between their teeth anyway, and they can get around and clean. Mm. So as long as they're getting in there and and getting all the, the, the plaque and debris off, and it's quite fun for children that sort of age to use a disclosing tablet every t every now and again, just to so it shows them how well they're doing, so they can stain the plaque. And some of them actually show how old the plaque is. So the darker the colour, the, the older it's, it's there, yeah. yeah, the longer it's been there. So that will show them areas that they might be missing. So yeah. that's uh, that's a good thing mm -hmm. for them as well. Definitely. And boys, we know that your mum is a dental nurse and dentally trained, so we fully expected you to get that completely right if not um you know a little bit off but you know we knew you'd get there so now let's have a little chat about foods um i want you to just list out some good foods and some bad foods um i like to eat bananas and green apples for me it'd be a kfc or something now do you know what types of foods are better for your teeth um like nutrient Stuff that has nutrients in, like fruits or vegetables. Mm -hmm. what, what's your favourite fruit and veg? Uh, my favourite veg is probably broccoli, and then my favourite um, my favourite fruit would probably be banana. For me, it would be like apple or lettuce. Nice. What kind of foods are bad for your teeth? Um, like chocolate or anything with sugar in, because it can decay your teeth. What do you think would be a healthy tooth snack? Um, maybe like cucumber or something. Cucumber, tomato. Uh, Karen, I'm going to ask you to do the same thing now. <laughs> List out some uh, tooth-friendly foods for me and some untooth-friendly foods. The the basic ones, I think, there were um, milk and water, the best drinks you can have. Yes. Fizzy drinks, the worst drinks you can have. 
Um, and then or, fruit, or fruit juices. juices and smoothies, those kind of things. Yeah. Things with more fruit in than we would actually sit down and eat. So mm-hmm. if you look at the back of your smoothie bottle or, or carton and it says 14 apples, 3 oranges, you would never sit down and eat that much fruit <laughs> in one go. So just just beware, just look at the, um, the sugar content. Okay, it's natural sugar, but it's still sugar. So just beware fruit juices keep them to part of a meal time don't sip and sip on them all day anything in between meals the safest is milk or water if you have to have squash water it down quite a lot it is always better to drink your drink down all in one go than sip on it so we don't want sipping Mm -hmm. we want it you know have a drink quench your thirst take it away yeah provide water or milk in between times so i mean as we know jake and toby are perfect uh examples of of being (laughs) i would i would say taught some would say indoctrinated but (laughs) mostly would say taught um safe snacking yeah we're looking at cheese nuts and seeds if they can have them uh, a crumpet piece of toast mm-hmm. uh, savoury snacks really yeah, yeah more savoury popcorn you can have um, carrot sticks or celery or anything like that you know something with a nice crunch to it cucumbers cucumbers yeah. peppers yeah anything like that peppers and hummus that's mm. always quite nice I'd like to meet a child that willingly eats celery to be honest I don't think yeah, I'd meet many adults strong, yeah. yeah I quite like it with a bit of Philadelphia in so you oh. could get that uh-uh. You tried it with peanut butter. That's quite good. I do it. enjoy peanut butter, but I would give it a go. Don't I just it. don't unless it's diced in, in a soup. Don't want to know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's there's those kind of things, and you know, whilst a balanced diet is is what we're looking for, um, fruit we would prefer to keep as part of a meal time, mm-hmm. um, just for the fact that it gives the saliva a chance to neutralize the the acid in there so by all means fruit as a snack just more in moderation mm-hmm. also i would avoid things like um cereal bars and things like that because they're quite sticky they're full quite of sugar sugary. Really, yeah especially the kit ones aimed at children like the cocoa pops the yeah. rice krispies the and they've got that bar of like gross and it's milk quote unquote milk that it's mm, a little strip sticky. of white at the bottom yeah i think with... it's um i mean it's held together with sugar isn't it so you know avoid those if we can um keep them to part of a meal times i mean we're not kind of saying don't ever have anything like that but mm-hmm. in moderation but it's the frequency yeah. so if we can cut down on the frequency that we're having these bad things i mean i'm not saying by any means you know next time the boys go to a birthday party that they can only eat the carrot sticks <laughs> that's not reasonable and certainly before i had children i would have said oh they don't need that oh they don't need this but it's a treat if it's it, a it treat, really is it's... a treat and it, it's something that they can look forward to like we all do yeah um i just remember going to a toddler group with my daughter and she was really really and they, they smelt horrible but they were salt and vinegar rice cakes mm-hmm. And they would have a, a biscuit and a glass of squash um, at half time or whatever <laughs> in a break. So she would have her bottle of water and a rice cake. Mm-hmm. She didn't want a biscuit. She never had a biscuit. She didn't want it. They tasted like she wanted a rice cake. And I'd have a queue of children 
or wanted a rice cake <laughs> rather than a biscuit. Well, that's different. So yeah. I was like, well, do you know what? Your child doesn't need. It's us saying we're having a cup of tea and a biscuit, and the child can have a you know mm-hmm. glass of juice and a and a biscuit. So they necessarily they're included. want it. Yeah, exactly. Don't necessarily want it. I used to have to take a whole thing of rice cakes because I was handing them out like <laughs> uh, frisbees. <laughs> but you know, and they, they would eat them until their lips go white. You know, with something so vinegary. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's a rice cake. Much prefer them to have that. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, and um, I think the one food consistently we do tend to quote unquote blacklist and just say never a good idea to have this is raisins we do and i've been reading some new research mm-hmm. and apparently they're no more sticky or cause any more dental caries than anything else okay of the same genre if so you like. the dried currants and cranberries and and uh sweets and and, okay. and you know cereal bars and that kind of thing so i don't know whether we've been demonizing raisins for the wrong reason but i think that we have to kind of relook at what we're you know i wouldn't say have it instead of a A rice cake or a, a carrot stick but i don't think they're necessarily as bad as um as we maybe with, thought. as we've thought yeah oh. so i mean i'll find out the um the research for you and we I'd can like add it there it, yeah. and you can have a read of that so um because i i i teach people now to never go anywhere near I raisins and when lunch boxes and stuff i used to always get given a packet of raisins and i was like yeah brilliant it was like sweets yeah so i quite yeah. liked them but yeah. um i i think yeah. it's all wrong though to take the moisture out of a grape and make it a shriveled dead fly looking thing i think they're horrible things so i would much prefer to have the grape Mm -hmm. cut in half stop no choking hazard i'm going to find that out for you because i've kind of now gone a little bit further nearer the fence Mm. i'm not convinced quite yet but i'm i'm hmm. yeah and you know what we always preach to be open-minded and do your own research and Mm -hmm. so actually if we've been wrong about something let's look into it yeah indeed yeah preach what practice what we preach that's indeed. the word yeah yeah now um thank you boys for getting involved um and thank you uh, mum louise for forcing them to get involved it's really <laughs> really lovely to see you both um and yeah next time we'll be back talking about uh, university and the oh, good. the oral health routines at uni <laughs> karen's got a face in her hands for everyone listening <laughs> and um we're going to be featuring a few more special guests um there from coventry uni some students that we know and um so you'll just get to hear a few different voices and we will see you again in a few days 